0: Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's wonderful episode of Yeah, Manchester, here, your podcast version with me, Miss Belinda Scandal, and the legend that is Caroline Whitehead,
1: FRSA. Oh, thank you very much for the full Sunday title. You're more than welcome. What a show we've got today. Oh, amazing, amazing. So, we have got a beauty queen, a proper Miss Manchester beauty queen joining us. We have. Madeline Huadan.
0: Very good, very good indeed. And let's meet our first guest, the one and only Paul Anthony and Stuart Crowther. Uh,
1: it's a play.
2: Yeah. Uh, very queer, very camp, very yeah. gay. Um Set in uh, sort of Manchester through the 70s, 80s and 90s. We follow the character that I play, Freddy, mm-hmm. uh, through his journey of self-discovery. Um, and so then... tell us
0: more about Freddie then. What is, what's he?
2: Who is he? Uh, so brought up in not the nicest of households. Uh... Very sort of homophobic working class background. Right. Mm. Moves out when he's 18 to the big city, sort of lives. The big city of Manchester? The big city of London. Oh, oh. it was going so well. Now <laughs> Manchester, London? It definitely Manchester. <laughs> which it is sort of London, then I'm very northern, so it became. Yes. let's say he went to Manchester. Let's say he went to Manchester, <laughs> Manchester. definitely. Definitely. Um, and
0: uh, but, so how does the story develop then? What do uh,
2: we see? So we sort of see Freddie meet sort of his tribe mm-hmm. and it's sort of the things that he does that sort of the traps he falls into uh, through that journey of self-discovery uh mm-hmm. people that he meets that he probably shouldn't have met yes. people that he becomes romantically involved with that he shouldn't and then really? just be a killer inside
1: one. is this one of those shows whereby the audience are involved as well yes oh i love those oh i love that it.
3: bit I of an immersive them. moment yes.
4: yeah
0: <laughs> how do we get the audience involved in it <laughs> so
3: it's actually taking but it's really exciting it's in a hidden nightclub which is like a true like manchester hidden gem If you pardon the what's it um converted mill that's now a nightclub yeah that real kind of underground nightclub he feels it all takes place in there so the kind of scenes from freddie's life are interspersed with uh like club classics back from the day um and the audience are involved encouraged to dress in their finest club kid wear joining some of the yeah. scenes the do you remember you. Them
0: days flower clubbing away yes did you what type of a clubby person were you flower
1: well i was sort of i was like, like funk, and soul. funk and soul i i i was karen wheeler back to life back to reality
0: i, I, was, I was all about Wigan and pia believe it or not <laughs> it's strange to believe nobody's believing me are they (laughs) nobody's believing me it's a hard life Uh, so when do we get to see this then where can we see this Uh, you can see this at Hidden
3: yes uh, which Which is is just outside Victoria it's actually Cheetah Mill but it's like that bit of Salford where it's also Manchester at the same time it's just outside the city centre on the precipice yes there you go hiddenclub.co.uk I think the website is and it's the 7th to the 9th of September it's exciting
0: I can't wait for this
1: no I I can't wait it's just the the fact that you know to drive up and be part of it as well and and as you as the main character would you like sort of talk to any of the audience to get them involved yeah there's
2: a lot of monologuing a lot of me sort of talking flirting dancing with sort of the the club goers uh so yeah a lot of a lot of talking to people
0: and how do you go about directing a piece
2: like this then Oh, it's, it's really,
3: um, it's lovely. It's so exciting, but because it's going to be in the round as well, so we're inviting the audience to walk anywhere in the club they want to wow. to change their perspective on the events and stuff. So it's really just me sort of manically running around the room, constantly going, "Can't see you! Can't see you!" <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: I like that. No, I do. I, I like, like it. That. I like, I like that. it.
0: So is, the, is it just you, or is there other actors in it with you? No,
2: no. There's loads of fabulously talented people. Yeah. Um, we have someone that plays a younger version of me, if you can believe. So that's a thing. You're about twelve, is it? Yeah, We have sort of okay. my mother character, yeah. uh, the sort of guy that I meet, yeah, who's kind of not the most nicest. Oh, really? Guy mm. In the draw, now? Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of. <gasps> oh, it's get layered in this, up. Mm. I, I know. Right. I know. Okay. Uh, why, if you were to describe it to somebody, why would you say that they should come and watch this thing? It's a night out, we need a night out after the okay. past 18 months yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a night out, it's a, it's a huge celebration of sort of queer culture mm-hmm. through the ages, queer people, nearly, not nearly enough everybody that's in the cast and on the crew is a queer person. Which we to wear. Well,
1: well, yeah. well, well yes. I'm, I'm on the street for a straight person here, which, is, which I am, I, I'd be it? involved, I'd be right there in the middle. Not going
0: there. <laughs> 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 making my life too easy tonight Karen yeah yeah making i'm just am
1: just setting them up for you <laughs> thank you yeah, not <laughs> setting <them no>.
0: up. <laughs> so one more time then um where is it where can we watch it what time is it on how do people get tickets uh, you can go to
3: sodomite.co.uk. Yes, that's sodomite.co.uk for tickets. That's a good word. Uh to the 9th of September at Hidden Doors at 7.30 for the show at 8 o'clock. It sounds
0: fantastic. Killer Queen. Killer, Killer
1: Queen. queen. Mm. Queens, 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 Queen. Queen, queen. queen. Single, pure, pure. <gasps> Just oh. All, oh, it's all about you. So we have got Miss... Manchester, going for Miss Great Britain, Madeleine Wadan, lovely little young lady. She's going to talk to us about the process and also about her charity Code Red. Oh, what does it
0: mean to you to be Miss Manchester?
1: So technically what it means is that
6: I won the Manchester Heat for Miss Great Britain and I get to go through to the final of Miss Great Britain, which is in four weeks time <gasps> in Leicester. But to me, it's so much more. I'm, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not originally from here and I moved here five years ago and this city has just been my, uh, the best place I could ever have imagined to move to. It's really like welcoming and I've loved everything about it and really thrown myself into it. So it's amazing for me to now represent it at such a, a big stage.
0: Oh, yeah. how, how did you come about getting into being Miss Manchester? How was the process?
6: So you have to apply online um, and there's a, some pageants have like a heat for you to go through or if you don't have too many girls in that area then there's an online um to judging process and um, which is what i went through and um, you submit photos and you have to write an essay about um who you are and um, if you've got a platform or a charity that you work with um and what your aims are if you were to because this is something them.
0: that i think actually ties in with a lot of what you do mm, because the gone are the days i believe now from doing these pageants as we call them where it's just about looking pretty. There's a yeah. lot more to it and a lot more f- for women.
1: Yeah, if anybody's seen the film Miss Congeniality, it's not like putting a crown on and going, well, peace. It's, no, it's, not, about <laughs> it's, the, not. it's not about that at all. W- what it is, it's, a, it's about the humanitarian side of things, uh, giving something back, using your platform to highlight any suffering anywhere or any, any of the causes. And uh, you're wearing red there. And why are you wearing red?
6: I am wearing red because the platform that I, I don't like to call it a platform actually, it's a campaign that Mm. I started before I entered Miss Great Britain, so I was passionate about it prior. Um, but Code Red is basically a campaign that I created to raise awareness for period poverty here in Great Britain Brilliant. and to also collect donations, um, mainly around the Manchester area because that's where I live, um, for people who don't have access to sanitary products, which is one in ten people here around the UK. In the UK? Yeah. One in t- ten yeah. people don't have access. It's shocking. Which is shocking. And it's not just on the poverty line. it's It goes all the way up to anybody. And I don't think anyone should have to decide between getting bread and milk or having a clean sanitary or hygiene products so mm. that's what I've done and um, we've c- created um, a campaign called hashtag code red or code red on Instagram yeah and that's what I've spent the last year sort of working towards.
1: Have you partnered with any um, like food banks as well because of course you know there's the toiletry section of the food bank and that's good for code red to have a presence there have you done anything like that
6: absolutely so when we first started we used to make boxes so um it was like a present box particularly in lockdowns <clears throat> there was like a chocolate in there there was loads of little bits so that people were getting sort of a gift whereas now we partner with um, emily's pantry and um, we've got the salford and um, mother and baby food bank two brews manchester and um, samaritans there's loads of different charities and there's loads of other period charities particularly in manchester um, who do a really good job as well so we give out as to where and where it's needed um but it's been brilliant and luckily a lot of the other pageant girls have joined in and done it in their areas as well so mm. the plan is if i win is to take it yeah. Well, global, it would be the dream because it's
1: a global issue. But that'd, like be fan, that'd be fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm an ambassador for the Pankhurst Centre. Oh, amazing. And uh, that'd be great for the work that they do with the Women's Aid Trust as well. Uh, so we'll have a chat afterwards.
0: Have a chat afterwards. But I mean, it is so important. I mean, you mentioned all the campaigns, as you call them there. But I mean, I suppose most of it, or a big chunk of it, is about looking good, isn't it?
6: It is a part of it, it is a beauty pageant at the end of the day, but I think previously where that was the sole focus, actually now that's a minor part of it, whereas your interview is so important, how you conduct yourself, can you speak on stage, are you inspiring other people to go out and do better things, and and there's so much more to it that encompasses the winner now, rather than he's the prettiest. Let's have
0: a look at this little vitted here, as we call it. Here we go. Look mm-hmm. at me. I mean, you you just stunning oh, flower, aren't look you? Yeah. Absolutely stunning. But walking with total force, and in the, in your eyes, you can see that you mean business, and you want the world to know, you know, that you're going to be strong and you're going to do it. Mm. So, how long is it until the,
1: until the final then? Four weeks. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Mike, but you know what? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, send your congratulations to your mum eight months after she got her OBE.
6: She did! She did get her OBE. Yes, yeah,
1: so send your congratulations. I Every time I'm anywhere on an English heritage site, I always tweet about it and say, look, brown people, English heritage. <laughs> equality and diversity and they always tweet back hashtag oh, culture queen hashtag culture very good queen. indeed so uh, what preparation have you got to do now then over the next four weeks anything do you know
6: what i'm pretty pretty prepared Just sort of had my last training session this week i've just gotta get some get some outfits sort of tailored and yeah. things like that and then yeah I'm, I'm ready to go it's my third year yeah. now so i've played really highly before and this is sort of the third and final
1: Go. So Billy's got cost. some lovely outfits if you want to borrow I see, any. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah. to split
0: them in two to wear them, but <laughs> I mean you'll be fad flower. God,
1: <laughs> there's a super little venue, you know, and it's hidden away, Caroline. Hidden away? Oh, tight is it? Salford? It's in Salford. Lovely, lovely. What's it called? It's
0: called the King's Arms. Check this out.
4: Um, so we have all sorts. We have plays, musicals, one act things. There's a burlesque. Up something, a burlesque show coming up at the end at the end of this year, I think, and gigs as well. Like. And how long has it been a, a theatre space for? Um, Quite a while now, probably over like 15 years, 15, 20 years, I think,
0: yeah. It is a space and a half. Now, a lot of people, how many would
4: this, um, this theatre hold? I think standing, it's around about a 70, 80 capacity, but seated it's a bit less. Right. It's quite a sensational venue. It's right at the
0: very top of the pub. And it's in this, this, this dome. Now what would have this been used for in its original days?
4: Oh, I'm not sure actually. I think perhaps it could have been used for like, uh, hotel, like a hotel type of hotel, rooms for people that come and stayed at the pub. I mean, um, this would have been a very luxurious room. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <they>? Imagine I'm <laughs> turning up and then
0: getting the size of this. You'd be quite impressed with so, yourself. It's still retained all its original features. There's fireplaces here. There There is obviously some bits that have been added, but it's. it's what, what's the secret to The
4: King's Arms then? Why does it do so well? What's its success? I think just because of the combination of creative types of people that it attracts, really. Like Just such a widespread, different types of people that act acting, music from different parts of the country, different ethnicities, just seems to bring everyone together, really. And it's also got quite a lot of history behind it. Obviously,
0: it's an old place. I think it dates back to around about. 1883. I 1883, think first, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've retained a lot of it. Why do you think it's important to retain the, the history of the place as opposed to doing what many do, which is just make it modern square box? Well,
4: because we should be proud about Salford and our roots, and, and this is like, you know, a good indicator of what it was like back then, but it's so it's such a beautiful space that why, why should it need changing? Like, it keeps the heritage alive, but also it, with a modern twist because we're doing all these events and, and, and acts and, and you speak about heritage a lot of the places downstairs
0: like the the snugs are kind of dedicated to, to people that have been what that used to frequent this
4: place is it? yeah yeah of course so like downstairs there was a, somebody that used to work here I can't quite remember his name but he loved David Bowie so that room's now dedicated to him and we've got all different like pictures of Bowie up there and books yeah, and things like that it's so. amazing and of course there is a bar here as well we mustn't forget the bar as CC's as- Gin Bar is a new feature to the King's Well what's that then? So it's just our revamped but we did have a bar up there but it's we're selling like specific types of local gins, sulphur gins and different like concoctions like we've got a Marquis Smith themed cocktail called Totally Wired things like that basically. So it's all going on. how many days a week are you open? Uh, At the moment we're open five days a week I think. And how bad was it when Covid hit you? It was difficult because of course we couldn't have the performances and we we only had a limited amount of opening time just because people weren't going out as much, they didn't feel as comfortable. But yes. it's great now to have people coming in, just the same old vibe that it was before the pandemic, really. And this place is known for having lots and lots of characters that come and drink here and mm-hmm. have fun here. Is there any that you've been that you've seen that stood stuck out for you? Um, just a lot of the locals just have a great sense of humor, I think. Like they're just your, your standard sort of old-school audience, where they have like a bit of a rough exterior but really they're all softies and they have a laugh and that's so that's yeah that's it for me really. And where will we find you most of the week then? Working behind the bar. Working the bar. <laughs> How long have you been here for? Like three years. Three years. Yeah. And was there a particular reason why you
0: wanted to work specifically here?
4: Um, yeah because I just knew about the history of it. I knew that Paul Heaton from the beautiful South used to own it. I knew that like it was just a hub for musicians like going back to markie's used to come and drink in here and just like it's just a creative place and there's no there's no pubs that are like this really it's dead unique so. it's really really unique um we're gonna check the rest of it out thank cool. you very much yeah, thank no you worries.
0: well we met a beautiful lady a few years ago and we've just learned the sad news that she has sadly passed away we wanted to revisit this interview this is Linda Wilson. This is our lovely Linda. She's all the way from a charity called Mood Swings. Everyone, welcome. Thank you. It's amazing what you do. I have to say, I've been looking into it in depth, and it is amazing. But perhaps you should explain to everybody else. Is exactly that what Mood Swings is?
5: Alright, Well, Mood Swings was set up twenty years ago this month, actually, and we work with people with all manner of mental health problems, particularly severe and enduring mental health problems like mood disorders, hence the name Mood Swings. People who are psychotic, but also people who've got depression and particularly anxiety, which is a real problem for people. Uh-huh. And
0: how, how do you go about
5: helping them? We support them to get better, and that's the key. We want people to make a good recovery, and we think that anybody can recover from mental health problems if they've got the right things in place.
0: When you say recover, do you mean they, that they can get rid of their Not necessarily
5: Not the necessarily. Recovery doesn't necessarily mean cure, but mm-hmm. managing the problems, making okay. sure they don't stop you doing what you want to do every day, because if you're living the life you want to live, it doesn't matter if you've still got the symptoms, as long as you are living the perfect life. No one has a perfect life but as close as we can get. So what would you
0: say then to somebody that's watching this who suffers from anxiety, what would you say the first step for them would be in recovery?
5: Well the first thing to do would be to see the GP if you're worried about somebody. But if you want to try and help yourself, then we say that the three most important things for anxiety are getting out and about a bit, Mm -hmm. going out of the house, getting a bit of exercise. You don't have to join a gym. Just get some movement and some fresh air. Get your sleep sorted out. And we run sleep courses because that's a big part of anxiety, making sure you get the right amount of sleep. Is that that important? It really is because that can have a knock-on effect. Anxious people don't sleep very well. If you think about it, anxiety is fear. And when you're frightened and you think that you're under threat, you don't sleep very well, do you? Wow. So, if we can sort out people's sleep, we can reverse a bit of that anxiety and also eat little and often because. That keeps our blood sugar levels up and makes sure we're not quite as susceptible to the symptoms.
0: There's all these things that people might not necessarily know about.
5: And they can help themselves by doing that kind of thing. Now you're
0: setting something up, aren't you? You're about to open something quite special, aren't you?
5: Well, we've got a new project coming up, which will be a community cafe and a community hub. And we started building on Monday this week, so that's quite exciting for us and a little bit scary. But we're going to open in the summer and anybody will be welcome to that for a cup of tea and maybe some soup or a sandwich. And just meet people and if you do need some support and someone to talk to there'll be people there but it will also just be a normal working cafe
0: i suppose that'll work really well as a community eventually won't it for people that are suffering with these problems they'll be able to come together and share i suppose won't they
5: that's exactly the idea yes Mm -hmm. because we know that anxiety and depression are made much worse and are much more likely to impact on people if they're isolated and they're not part of a community so trying to build a community in our local area which is very urban is really important to us
0: there's so much, from what I read, that you're, you're doing so much, you're raising so much money, you're doing this, you're doing that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the, is the most important thing from your charity that your charity delivers?
5: Well, of course we raise money in order to keep going and provide mm. the services, but the most important we do is, thing we do is provide those services to people who need us. And We provide one-to-one support, which is all around setting goals and helping people to reach those goals. We have groups and things like singing and drama, confidence-building things. That's amazing. And we run courses on things like Sleeping Better, anxiety management, self-confidence and self-esteem, anything that helps people to get well, feel well and get a good work-life balance.
0: So would you say that in in this day and age that A lot more people are talking these days about anxiety and depression.
5: I think so, yeah. I mean, we're certainly led to believe that that's the case because we've got uh, campaigns like Time for Change and Time to Talk and the Royal Family and some celebrities are talking Mm -hmm. about it a bit more. So I think, I hope that has an impact and people feel more able to talk about it, yeah. And why do you think people didn't talk about it a while back? Well, um I'm... There's a lot of stigma around it and that doesn't affect me because obviously I look at things from a different angle. I talk about mental health all the time so it's no different for me to say I feel I'm coming down with a bit of a cold or to say actually I feel a bit anxious today. To me I can see no difference but other people struggle sometimes to talk to the people around them and even the people closest to them they
0: feel embarrassed about it sometimes don't
5: they? Embarrassed or sometimes they don't want to worry the people they Mm -hmm. live with they don't want to put an extra burden on them but I think the more we talk about it and normalise it and realise that everybody's got mental health problems it's just about how well we're managing it at the moment then it isn't such a big thing.
0: So where do people go if they want to be part of the Moosewings community?
5: Well they can phone our helpline which is open from 10 till 4 every weekday and that's 0161 832 3736. Mm-hmm. Or they can get in touch by email, which some people prefer because it's a bit more anonymous. And that's info at moodswings.org.uk. It's absolutely fantastic.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Well, and thanks for, in for
5: inviting it. me. And in. it's lovely. It's amazing. We
0: promised you a cracking
5: show. A boy, oh boy,
1: did
0: we bring you a cracking show.
1: We always, always deliver. This is where the city comes to talk it is indeed make sure you check out our show next
0: week and of course all our socials in the meantime only on your manchester